Hi, my name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Deezer, and Podacy. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at, at That's What They Said Podcast and on Twitter at What They Said CA. So on today's episode, we're doing things a bit differently. Um, as you've noticed, 2020 has gotten the best of us. We haven't been as regular with releasing our episodes. Yeah. It's been an adjustment to yeah. say of sorts with COVID. Uh, we haven't been able to meet up and prep as much. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two episodes that we did release was actually um, on Zoom that we recorded it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's hard to do that, Yeah, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just going to give ourselves a bit of a pass for yeah. not being on top of our game. But yeah. we definitely want to get back to it. Yeah. And, you know, because we haven't recorded in so long, there's just so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's so much happening in the world, as you guys probably know. So what we decided to do today is just do something a bit different. We're going to just be kind of talking about how we've been doing since the pandemic and um, kind of touch on some things that have been happening in the world and just, you know, talk about life. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I think we're about six months into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we went, I guess, Canada went on lockdown about early to Mm mid-March and um, following that I think most of the world was around the same time going to lockdown and we all were sort of like battling with this pandemic so I think at this point it's like you know oh you know I mean I guess are like how do you feel about everything honestly I feel tired (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if um, if I'm sure many people feel like that too Mm -hmm. but I feel like when the pandemic started initially it was so relaxed, but mm-hmm. now I'm tired. That's yeah. my overall feeling. Cause I feel like I'm rushing to get everything back on track. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like in general, the biggest change, I guess, or the biggest way that I've been affected by this is work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as as we've discussed in our previous episodes, like I worked the entire time. Mm-hmm. Well, well, everybody worked, or most people worked, but I worked the entire time from the office. Yeah. Because my being from a small business, we didn't really have the resources to work from home and we didn't have the, if we shut down completely, it would really affect our business. Yeah. So I worked from the office. So that was really stressful while we were doing it. And uh, now that everyone's kind of back in the office and now we're trying to get back to pre-COVID times, everything's like, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Everything's all about rushing. And the stress is definitely getting to me because for so long, I was one of the only people that was kind of holding down mm-hmm. the fort in the office and holding down the fort. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that's those the exact words. Like my boss has said to me and my other coworker that were actually working in the office during that time. And but now it's like other people are back, but it's almost adding more stress. Cause like we have this project to get out. We have this to finish. This is behind. Like yeah. we have to make up for this. So it's like, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely causing a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you feel like post COVID has there been like changes in the work? I don't know, workplace, like, uh, I don't know, like, any yeah. changes. In... Yeah, I think that sense of urgency that we didn't have during COVID mm-hmm. is now back. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really liked that, okay, if we missed a deadline, not missed a deadline, but if we were just a couple days behind or a week behind on a deadline, it wasn't a big deal. But yeah. now it's like, everything must go out within two days of doing this, or everything must be out soon, we need to make mm-hmm. sure we invoice for this, and... I don't know, actually, one of the things is like, this is something my boss and I discussed as well, but everybody's on edge after COVID. So I yeah. just feel like we're having more disagreements with our clients. Yeah. We're having more disagreements with our contractors. Yeah. Um, we're having, everybody's kind of like, we say that people sound unreasonable, but I yeah. don't, like, it's probably not that they're unreasonable. It's probably just like everyone has a different set of challenges that we don't mm-hmm. know about that they're prioritizing when making decisions yeah. or when 
putting some demands to us. Yeah. So it's like we're getting frustrated, but they're probably frustrated about something else too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like working together with everyone hasn't been very seamless. So I think it's, it's challenges yeah, working it's, with people. It's such a transition, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I think we've been working from home. Um, my entire like workplace has transitioned to working from home. Yeah. And even if workplace is opening up, it's at a much limited capacity. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of health and safety protocols in place, you know, to keep people safe if they want to come back to the office, but it's not mandatory yet. And, and it's like, you know, maybe six months ago, I wouldn't have thought about working from home every day. And now it's like, Zoom calls, I'm pretty sure everybody's listening, yeah. they do it, right? The mm-hmm. Zoom calls, everything is, and sometimes, you know, the crappiest thing is, sometimes internet quality is bad, yeah. so I have to keep my video off, mm-hmm. and in a way, it's like, it's not better, no? no, see, I, I don't, I don't, personally, I don't like keeping my video on all the time, but yeah. sometimes I do want to, right? Sometimes when you've got calls with clients, or with your team, and you know, you just want to see everybody, you expressions yeah, and mannerisms, exactly, yeah. and you can't meet them in person, yeah. so it's that, and sometimes it's literally happened that I have my video on, on a call maybe with the manager, and suddenly I'm frozen or the screen's frozen because my mm-hmm. wife is basically like, stop working. Yeah. And then the call gets dropped and I'm just like, oh, this is yeah, so annoying. Yeah, that can be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've actually had to do a few site meetings via Microsoft Teams. Mm-hmm. And those are not fun because like, the point of site meetings is that you're there to point to things, to this is the problem, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's hard to do via online and that's when I think, going back to my, it's hard to work with clients Yeah. because you can't always resolve stuff yeah. on, um, maybe on a, Zoom or yeah. maybe other companies are doing great but my company for yeah. sure had trouble resolving things if it wasn't face to face so I'm happy that we're transitioning back to in person meetings and I think because say both of our jobs are on the consulting side and it's with yeah. a lot of our clients and stuff but I think what I've noticed in these six months is of course initially it was a shock mm-hmm. right like what the fuck where did this pandemic come from yeah. but I think in these six months, it's like we know that A, it's not going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So we need to live around or live with it, yeah. right? Like accommodate this. So I think now it's like, which is why now it's like, it's, it's okay to do like, for us, it's like, it's also okay to do video calls. Yeah. And it's okay to like, try to find ways within those calls. You get, and we're working. And I think most of the places that are transitioning to working from home on a permanent basis, a lot of tech companies have yeah, done it. They, they're like, because they're trying to find a way to work around it, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, and I think we, Zara and I we were speaking about this earlier that how human beings are extremely adaptable and resilient, mm-hmm. right? Because a year ago, working from home is something that was so talked about. I mean, across the world, different countries in New Zealand or even like I think it's Sweden or Denmark, one of the Scandinavian countries, they've tried four day working weeks. Denmark, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, they've tried four day working weeks because they're playing around with work schedules for people, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure people have a great work life balance. And I think with COVID, a lot of companies, a lot of uh, workplaces, they've had to face this new reality. Yeah. And initially, it was a big shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, which is why I guess if you had to ever graph the graph, like the change, <laughs> you'd probably see a big spike around March and April. But I think then on, it's like sort of like adjustment. But to your point about what you were saying, that a lot of people are like, it's like people are on like edge. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like because it's still like in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And you can't like detach that from your mind. You're mm-hmm. still working. But then even though it's like now I feel like even though video calls are normal for me, a part of me is like, you know, a part of me is like, oh, like I want to like get back to <laughs> office and I want to work yeah. with my team and I want to see my teammates. You wake up in the morning and kind of feel like you're going somewhere sometimes, yeah, right? Which exactly. I definitely have that. But now it's it's also stressful because um, like you were saying with the cleaning procedures and everything, because mm-hmm. I take transit mostly. 
And so just thinking about going on transit every day and seeing so many different people and touching things that other people have touched, that gives you stress, right? Yes. So in the office, like, I know there's, like, a sanitation station set up everywhere. Now we have a pattern for, like, sanitizing all the high-touch points every yeah. day. And so there's a lot more of that stuff, which you have yeah. to put, give time to, making sure your, state, your office is clean. And we go on site a lot, so as soon as we come back, making sure we wipe our phones mm-hmm, down and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, if someone's sick, they're basically not coming yeah. to work for yeah. two weeks, right? So it can get stressful. So I guess, you know, that it's like every workplace has to install these new protocols, yeah. these new habits. So I guess that, I guess that's, like, it's changed our habits, right? Yeah. It's changed our, like, these daily habits, these things that we didn't used to do before. Uh, and even at home, right? <laughs> yeah. Even in our personal life. I mean, professional life aside, even in our personal life, I think a lot of our habits have changed. It's like now we have to dedicate more mental energy to remember that, okay... I need to walk yeah, hands, hands all yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. All the time. Exactly. And these things seem like basic things to do, but sometimes you're just lazy and you don't want to do it, right? Yeah. And, so, and because we've, we've been done it as rigorously, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, yeah, you're supposed to, but then think about it. Like, I never got off the train, literally stepped off the train, like transit, and, and just immediately sanitized my yeah, hand. I do that too. <laughs> you know? Or like, like, I was telling yesterday that if the train's moving, if, if it's about to come to the stop that I'm going to get off at, I'd be like getting up, you know, holding the bar, getting up. Now I'm like 100% stopped, slow and down, know, yeah. and then no touching anything and getting Yeah, up. exactly. It's just a lot of effort mm-hmm. mentally to yeah. put it, right? Another thing is mask shopping. <laughs> My coworker and I literally just, um, like, we were looking through some websites and we ordered masks together because oh, yeah. it's so easy for work. Yeah. So that's a new thing to do, mask shopping. So I designs. think that's an example of how adaptable we are because even within this new pandemic, mm-hmm. we found a way to make this interesting that, okay, I we've know, got, like, yeah. masks to buy. How can we make that interesting? And this, how can we adapt this new reality? Mm-hmm. But find a way to find some, I guess, creativity and some, I don't know, interest in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, work's definitely changed a lot. But would you say that the pandemic has changed, like, your plans in general for work? Like, any goals, long-term goals or short-term goals you had for work that have kind of been disturbed as a result? Of I think, like, so say we live in Vancouver, and maybe I was considering moving to Toronto yeah, uh, yeah. in the next few years. But then now I think about it, and I'm just like, I, first of all, British Columbia is doing better than Ontario. And uh, secondly, I just think about, like, even though I've got some friends there, I think in Vancouver it's just a lot more, and mm-hmm. sort of like I don't know, it you feels want more a support system. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to really and lose it, that support, and it feels more comfortable. Life, yeah. Because I think about it, it's like oh, like even where I live, it's just I know the neighborhood, I know the city, mm-hmm. right? It's like in the middle of a pandemic, trying to explore a new city, it just yeah. But Especially I mean, your city you're not like hundred percent familiar with, so yes. there's probably certain things that you have to be careful of because of COVID. Exactly. Yeah, and once again, like losing your support system. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think about it and I'm just like, oh, like, yeah, Toronto would be a great beginning. But, like, I just don't mentally feel prepared for mm-hmm. it now. And I think, I know some people have done it. They've mm-hmm. got offers, so they've moved to Toronto even in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And that's pretty great. So if I feel like if I had to do it, I'd do it. Um, but I just feel happy right now yeah. where I am. And I think it's just mentally, as you were saying, it's such a big thing to process. Yeah. I'm just like, maybe I'm okay being put. I mean, I actually spoke about this uh, with my coach at work and with some people at work that, you know, you know Toronto is something that I'd like to explore in the future because mm-hmm. we've got offices in Toronto as well. So maybe like an office transfer. Um, and uh, But I guess with pandemic, it's just something like I'm not thinking about. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's definitely changed plans. Yeah, I think what you were saying about comfort is really important during mm-hmm. this pandemic because so many things have gone out of our control we're looking for comfort and, mm-hmm. and stability mm-hmm. so that's definitely what it was for me 
Um, I, I do, I do, my work has been very accommodating, they've been very understanding, but I'm not exactly in the field of uh, work that I primarily enjoy doing, mm -hmm. so, or that I want to do for the rest of my life, so I was thinking, you know, I, it's been, my two-year work anniversary was in the middle of the pandemic, mm -hmm. so I was kind of hoping, when I, once I reach that two years, I'm going to start trying to see if I can get into fields that I enjoy more, and try to get more experience in that before I become too specialized mm -hmm. in this field, and then I'm stuck here forever, Yeah, but that was in May, and the pandemic the lockdown started in March mm -hmm. and at that time it was like comfort is like okay staying to doing what I'm, I have been doing is comfort and so that's stability so right now if I decide to go to a new job if I quit my job first of all like who's gonna pay my bills right mm -hmm. so that's one and number two is if I quit my job and I somehow luckily do get another job I'll be the first person they lay off if something goes wrong because you just joined the company so you you just joined a new company so you might be the first person to get laid off yeah and that's that like, what are you going to do in that situation? You quit your old job and now your new job is not really can't really keep you anymore. Yeah. And that puts you in a very tough yeah. position. Yeah. So I think by now I would have probably made a transition to another job mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the pandemic. But I have to decide, like, weigh my options and be like, mm -hmm. okay, like, this is paying me well. Um, I'm getting to pay my bills on time. I still have, like, purpose in life because I'm doing something and I'm still learning. So it's not like a stagnant. So it's a job that I'm still learning in. Yeah. So I had to, like, kind of weigh my options and be like, yeah here so i guess we have to like sort of like take a step back and i think a lot of people had a lot of work plans and a lot yeah. of like plans overall like disrupted to say yeah. or changed and i think it's like taking a step back and being like okay take count of what you have and i guess we have to change how we see what we have essentially yeah right you appreciate what you yeah. have a lot yeah I'm definitely starting to appreciate a lot more yeah. what i have yeah yeah but yeah <laughs> i think i think it's just affected pandemic just not just affected us professionally right i mm -hmm. think that personally too that it's affected a lot like you know how we're talking about like some of the habits yeah like hand sanitizing stuff i think apart from of course those rigorous new details of oh, sorry routines in our life that's got added on a daily basis yeah um we, i feel like now it's like we can't like because we can't as much, or at least in at least in the first few months of the pandemic, there was no as much eating out. No. You know, going to bars, going to clubs, as much. Like essentially none because everything was closed. Yeah, yeah. So it I think takeout. It was a lot more like I guess per, per I guess financially, a lot of people were able to save more. Yeah. I felt like for me personally, it was like um, how to I I I do I do a lot of oh I do a lot of takeouts. Yeah. I mean, full disclosure, I did a lot of takeouts <laughs> this month in August, a lot. But I think in the first few months of the pandemic, I did much less. Yeah. I was trying to be just more Were you like... banana bread? No, I did not make banana bread, <laughs> but I did make Dalgona coffee. Yeah, I did do that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a very good point. Like, spending habits-wise, I think I have... I have, like, I think I've mentioned this in various episodes, but I have a notorious problem with spending too much money on useless things, right? <laughs> so I think this pandemic has really, once again, like we just said a few, like a few minutes ago, you really notice certain things and you start caring about things that you didn't mm -hmm. care about and you're more self-aware because you're spending so much time with yourself or yeah so yeah. So, so many less distractions yeah right? so you're thinking like oh shit like i spent so much money last year on this and like i have this fancy excel sheet where i like track yeah. all my expenses and whatnot guys so, organization skills right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i have like apps and i have excel sheet where i was tracking my expenses and I would be shopping unnecessarily. I would be eating out when I've taken lunch to work mm. with me. And it's like, that's when I could, because I was obviously afraid of people, delivery people not being clean or um, uh, my food not being clean properly, like the containers and stuff. So I didn't really order takeout much in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then um, I definitely didn't eat out because everything was closed. And that really made me realize I don't need it to survive. Like, it's not like 
I'm dying without it, mm. right? That's when I realized, like, it's not something that's affecting my life that greatly. Like, I can cook at home. I know how to cook. I can save that money. And when I saw my savings account increase daily, that was such a mo- motivation to not, like, buy anymore. Yeah. Buy any more unnecessary things or eat out as much. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I've come to the point now where I'm, like, I order something and I'm so excited for it. And when it arrived, I'm, like, that was so underwhelming. No, like, it wasn't. Really? It, it didn't taste good. Like, it tasted good, but... It was nothing that I needed in my life. Like, that's the point where I am now. So I'm just like, you know what? Next time I'm not going to order. So it's definitely gotten better. I don't order out as much. Mm-hmm. And um, that saved me a lot of money because that was a huge problem. And I don't shop as much. Like, I went to um, I went to H&M because the stores have started opening up now. Yeah. So I went to H&M a few days ago and I had a bunch of stuff in my... Um, yeah, we were actually going on our girls' trip. So I was like, let me buy some yeah. Let me buy some clothes for girls' trip. And then I had, like, a basket of things. And I went to go try them on. And midway through trying it, I was like, I don't really want any of this. And I just gave everything back and I went home and I didn't buy anything. So That's really good. Yeah, that's very rare for me. Yeah. It's just that that want or that happiness that I got from shopping and purchasing things. Yeah. I don't get it anymore. And also because, like I said, I love seeing the money in my savings. Uh, It's great. I mean, you were were able to save and that's why you just bought a car. Yeah. I just, I I, honestly, like, the thing that shocked me the most was the fact that I was able to buy a car on a whim like that. So like I was saying, like my workload has increased a lot. So I've been going to site visits a lot more. Mm-hmm. And because I don't have a car and I'm not on the office insurance for reasons that would increase office insurance and whatnot, I, it was taking me a long time to get to site. Mm-hmm. So I was wasting a lot of time. And so one day I was just sitting and I was like, you know what? Like if I had a car, life would be so much easier. I could just like get to site quicker. I would have more time to do my work in the office. And then I was like, you know what? Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I can't afford to buy a car. And then I just... Bought a car, like we did some research, and then I bought a car. And I could never have done that like six months ago because I would not have enough savings to do such things. So I think I I like what you said that you know it's like you ordered something and you you know that excitement that you had. I mean, you previously it was so underwhelming because you just did. I guess the frequency of it was so many times. Yeah, the novelty of it went away. Yeah, and I was like, you know, it's like you kind of like finding happiness in different ways, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's 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 that is changed like that for a lot of people, right? For a lot of people who say do shopping or like shopping yeah and it's affected their spending habits see for me in contrast i don't shop as much yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't really shop as much but i think what did happen is something that honestly before the pandemic i would have never imagined i shop more on amazon now because yeah fangirl yeah because i'm like first of all i i think i'm comfortable going to stores within like a five kilometer radius around my apartment mm-hmm. and that's because I walk everywhere but it's like things like oh things that require me to actually take a bus and then go and I'm like oh because getting on transit is still quite a lot of gives me a lot of anxiety yeah. so I'm like Amazon and I'm not gonna lie I mean I have ordered a lot more from Amazon I've even ordered some clothes from Amazon that previously I would never do any sort of online shopping from any website yeah. because Sizing is something that be I'd be struggling with because you know there's sizing standard. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I still am not 100 percent comfortable. Exactly. So now it's like I would be just like, okay, I think I'm just gonna take the best guess here and just order, and usually it works out. Yeah. And but I think that it's 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 a pattern or a habit that I would have never expected. And I think what really makes it easy is same day shipping or just <laughs> next day shipping. Yeah, it does. And I'm just like, oh crap. Um but I'm not gonna lie. Um sometimes seeing some of the boxes like I, I think about like two months in yeah. or I had about like six or seven like boxes piled up and I'm like, oh crap. Like it just it just makes me realize oh shit like you know you're still doing a lot of shopping but yeah. like yeah but it's so like, your shopping's like, increased recently. No, I think no I think it's it's not increased but I think it's it's just gone online. 
Okay. And I can yeah. see it, like, how do I put it? The boxes stayed there, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out every day. I'm yeah. recycling maybe once a month. Yeah. And I got to, um, it's just a lot more effort. So you got to live through that shopping experience yeah. again. So I'm like, oh yeah. crap, I bought this. And then yeah. it makes you realize, I wouldn't have done that a year ago. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I would have mm-hmm. probably gone down to the store. But now it's just, for me, that's a big change yeah. in my shopping habit. Yeah. I think like, while we're talking about this, one thing I've kind of noticed is like, obviously we're very privileged, right? Yeah. In the sense that we both, had full-time jobs while we were while doing like during the pandemic thank so god we were that. able to yeah like bless so we were able to maintain a certain income to continue our lifestyle yeah. and on top of that we've had savings because we've cut down on our entertainment expenses yeah. our shopping expenses our food expenses so we've been really lucky coming out of the pandemic mm-hmm. like considering where we come from from bangladesh where many people have lost their complete like daily income yeah. right even in even, yeah, in, yeah, canada, even in canada even some in of our friends a lot of countries actually um, like in Canada, US, like we all know friends who have been laid off, who had to take fifty percent pay cut, who've like who are struggling, yeah, who got a new job and been laid off. So I think we're really blessed in that mm-hmm. way. So because of that, we were able to we were actually able to improve our like selves during yeah. this pandemic. But I think even like even for a lot of people who were laid off, it's like this time I I feel like based on what I've heard from some people like that, it's you know they've gotten like because there was there were government support right mm-hmm. in Canada there was the SERP so which was given yeah. to individuals so in most con- most developed countries yeah. there was the benefit of course in Bangladesh there was yeah. not such anything really um, and uh, it, I think for a lot of people here at least it's like oh it was also time of self reflection yeah to look at oh because at the end of the day honestly it's like a it's like a reset button too right mm-hmm. because. If you lay, if you got laid off, I guess you got, you got, you can think about like, oh, what were you doing with the, with your life? Do you want to apply for a job that was the same or a different one? So it, it just, I think this pandemic brought a lot of perspective to yeah. all of our lives for in different sure. ways. Yeah, yeah, like perspective to do. I'm gonna repeat a quote that I heard on the Michelle Obama yeah. podcast. Like, you don't want to do, you don't want to go back to normal. You want to go back to better. Yeah. So I think for me, because I have to acknowledge the the. the privilege that I've had during mm-hmm. this pandemic like I've had a house I've had like a roof over my head I've had an eight steady income yes I've had um at least I've had someone near to me so I wasn't completely alone right so I've had like close by friends or family like not family but so I've been blessed right so because of that I think I really tried to do better during this pandemic in the way that like for going back to spending I, I actually did put a lot of thought and consciousness into how I'm spending my money so it's not that I completely stopped spending money. Mm-hmm. So even if I would say, say I need I need jeans because I need to go to site or I need jeans for just every day. So I'd make sure that even if it's maybe a little bit pricier, I'd make sure I'm purchasing from a brand that has a good um, ethical background mm-hmm. or ethical sh- like rap sheet, I guess. So I guess you're more mindful about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm very much more mindful, much more of a conscious shopper. So first of all, in conscious, talking about in one way conscious as in I'm not overspending. So I'm not just buying like, three types of light blue jeans because they all have one has a different rip in one place one has a nice cut so I'm kind of thinking about like okay I don't want to be wasteful right so Mm -hmm. let me buy some staple pieces that are going to be fashionable trendy and keep me happy as well as get the job done and on top of that where I'm buying from they they are they're ethical in their production in their everything so I think and I think many of you might have heard of the pay up campaign yeah yeah I think a lot of Bangladeshi people have definitely heard about it so there's this campaign going on. It's called um, hashtag payup. And what it is, it's a campaign that's calling for brands to essentially pay up to their suppliers and their garments workers in underdeveloped countries who haven't been paid during the pandemic for orders that have already been made. Yeah, for, for order, completed orders. For completed orders. Yeah. 
So the orders that were placed before the pandemic and they've already been sewn and they, they're ready for shipment. Yeah. But many brands, due to their own financial worries, they've decided to use some sort of loophole to not pay their garments. A lot of actually, factories. a lot of, a lot of, and this is a big thing that's going on in the business world, mm. that a lot of companies, not just in this pay up case, but a lot of companies in a lot of contracts around the world are actually use, are trying to see if they can use the force majeure clause in the contract, mm. which is a clause that usually gets put in and literally force majeure means like an act of God. Okay. So it's usually if it's like, you know, your factory got destroyed in a hurricane or something and you can fulfill an order, I guess oh, that so could be force majeure. But now it's like a lot, because but usually in the definition of force majeure, a pandemic is usually not included because the last pandemic was over a century ago, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's so like now, now it's like, that. yeah, so now it's like a lot of companies are trying to like get out of that way. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I think in Payup's case, a lot of brands, a lot of brands that actually you guys might have heard of, like... Levi's, uh, Topshop, Gap, yeah. uh, Forever Twenty One, Fashion Nova, Marshalls, yeah. Check out Remake World, Remake Our World's Instagram page, yes. um, and please do sign their petition yeah. because they've been do doing a great job with yeah. really keeping us informed about which companies have agreed to mm -hmm. pay up, which companies are still having pay up, and yep. which companies are producing in what countries. Yep, and I think so with these orders, why why is pay up campaign important? And I think that's where I guess a lot of people became more mindful of it, and because unlike Canada or the U.S. or developed countries where government actually gives support to those people who've been laid off or affected by COVID. In developing countries, government support is pretty limited. Mm -hmm. Government doesn't have that capacity to, you know, support its people. So yeah. for a lot of these garments workers and a lot of these garments factories, these garments private, owners, yeah. they are private and they mm -hmm. don't get a lot of these stimulus packages that are coming down. So which means when the orders, which they've already completed and it's sitting in the warehouse and it's ready to be shipped, but these big companies, the big guys are backing out. Yeah. It means that it's these little guys. Well, when I say little guys, I literally mean the thousands and millions of garments workers who are usually from lower middle class or okay. lower already countries. underpaid is what yes. you have to keep in mind. Yeah. Like this is, if you convert the how much they're getting paid. Maybe like $3 a day. Yeah, exactly. $3 so, a day, by the way. Yeah. So that's what I mean when going back to our privilege. Like we are privileged to have a job, but these people are, like privilege is not even a question. Yeah. Even if they have their job, it's not enough for them to survive in a pre-COVID world. Yeah. So post-COVID, when you're not working, you're not earning, and you have, most likely they have large families yep. or whatnot. Yep. So how are they going to feed them? Yep. At that point, that's when you go back to saving social distancing. That's not even their concern anymore. It's like, yep. I can't even feed my family. I'm They're just going to die go, from starvation. I'm going to go do any job that's available at this mm -hmm. point, right? Yeah. So right. It's, yeah. it's like, to your point, I guess, so when you think about the bigger picture yeah. that we we have that privilege or someone else might be privileged enough to just be in a country where they have the government support to get yeah. through this time. Yeah. But a lot of, a majority of the world, as a matter of fact, majority of the people in the world don't have that support. Yeah. It, it makes you think, right? Like mm -hmm. we were saying that you want to be more conscious about what you're buying yeah. here, right? And I do think that consumers have power. Mm -hmm. Like there is buying power. So if you if a collective group of people decide I'm not going to be shopping from this place until they decide to pay up, I'm not talking about a full on boycott of a company mm -hmm. or like completely canceling them. I'm talking about holding them accountable. There's a difference. Like I do think that big corporations they accumulate a certain amount of power, they accumulate mm -hmm. a certain amount of money. So you have responsibility with that, yeah. right? So and I yes, think I understand you know, you're suffering in this pandemic. You're you're losing out on business. But can you just imagine if a big company like that is losing out on business and they have probably reserves of money for emergency, mm -hmm. what are you? What are these people going through? These workers. So I think yeah. you have a responsibility to them. Don't be a boss if you can't be going yeah. after and, your employees. And to your point about consumers have power. I mean, with this pay up campaign, the amount of 
concern and outreach that has been like voiced on social media a lot of big companies like gap yeah. they've agreed they've come forward and they said we want to pay we will yeah. you know fulfill our contracts right exactly. so which goes to show that even though you might think you're one consumer and how much change can you actually make but sometimes if you think in the in the bigger picture you might just be the one last dot that gets everybody over the finish line yeah exactly. right yeah so it's, it's important that as zara said that you know it's not it's i mean because you know some people might be listening to this and think, oh my God, this is like, you know, that whole like, ooh, like boycott brands or yeah. sustainable fashion or ethical yes. consumer spending. Yes, oh, there are, there is that, of course, opinions, of course, there, but mm-hmm. it's not only about that, I guess, at the end of the day, it's just being mindful. And exactly. I think it's something that, like you personally, and even I personally, when I think of it now, it's like, just in the context of pandemic, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the way I look at the pandemic is that it's, 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 it's an opportunity to do things in a way that and do it better as michelle obama said right yeah. to be better right <laughs> yeah and which is why you know i i personally when a lot of people a lot of memes a lot of people on social media share that fuck 2020 you know 2020 is the worst year i'm like well you could either look at it like that that's a glass half empty vision mm-hmm. or you could look at like okay you know what this is the way literally like mother nature's like reset you guys yeah. like earth needs to reset yeah. and i guys, definitely look at it like that exactly because i was blessed to keep the rest and of my life if in order you, if you if you look at it like that you can look at this as a year to make changes in your own personal life yeah. and at the end of the day imagine if just if every person thinks of it like that it'll be a big impact exactly. right and yeah you don't i don't think all of any of us have to think about oh how much am i really impacting the world just impact your life right exactly. and if you look if you look at the pandemic as to having that final call that you're getting that okay maybe some things need to be put in perspective or mm. what or it doesn't have to be like at the end of the day we're here sharing our personal experiences but overall it could be the small things in your life that you think you need to change yeah but do drive that change yeah exactly and it could be small changes like making sure you close the lights or making sure that you do separate your compost and your recycling because it might seem like, oh my God, everybody's so sustainable, but it's like, it's making a difference, right? Like mm-hmm. the amount of plastic waste that's increased due to say PPEs and masks. gloves and masks and whatnot. Like we do drive a lot of the toxicity into this planet. So mm-hmm. why don't we take small measures yeah. to fix it? Why don't we take small measures to help those who are not as privileged as us, right? Yeah. 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 And like that goes to show, I think you were saying a few minutes ago, like don't just think of 2020 as a shit year. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of ties into, say, like a little bit into the Black Lives Matter movement. Like yeah. many people were posting stuff, 2020 is just a bad year, but this has been happening for so long, right? Like yeah. this uh, systemic oppression of black people, of um, other people of color as well, but mostly black people is like, it's been there for so long, for mm-hmm. hundreds of years. So you can't just think of 2020 as a bad year for everyone. Yeah. 2020 should be a year where you try to fix the bad things at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, to it's, amend it's the, like the bad things that you've maybe had in the back of your mind and not in the front of your mind. Yeah, and it's it's, yeah. it's the reset button. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's literally the reset button. So I think overall, and I think the amount of activism that's come out of every individual, I think, because I think the amount of sharing of news of any kind I've seen in the last six months yeah. on my Instagram of, of people and their stories and posts I've never seen that in the last like, five years combined yeah no right? <laughs> because I think this pandemic really cut out a lot of distractions like we were saying a lot of people like you can't go out to eat at restaurants you can't really go to bars or, yeah. or hang out with your social groups as you could mm-hmm. before so you had less distractions more me time more alone time yeah and 
or of course, which meant you were scrolling through Instagram. So you actually had a lot of time to look at these news and absorb them and not necessarily just scroll down. And empathize with them. Yeah. I feel like you have a responsibility to yeah. educate, inform, act, whatever. Which is why I think in the middle of a pandemic, when many social issues have come up, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement having re- being reunited with George Floyd's death, um, the pay up campaign, because, yeah. you know, it's like it spread like wildfire mm-hmm. when people found out that you know and i'd actually like everyone if whoever's listening check the tag on your t-shirt or your pant or whatever you're wearing mm-hmm. most likely it will say made in bangladesh yeah. <laughs> bangladesh the biggest export we have is ready-made garments our yeah. labor is so cheap that um you know most of your clothes big brands even from prada to Bulmon, all of them yeah they make on that list exactly <laughs> they make their clothes in our factories yeah and where workers are paid three dollars a day but the final items is sold for like thousands of dollars I know. you know it's really funny um i have a small story about that when uh every time i go back home to bangladesh i bring gifts for some of my house help my drivers yeah. and whatnot so one time i got a shirt from i think it was from i don't know where but it was from somewhere, and it's said made in Bangladesh, and like, uh, most of my drivers, they've been to school to a certain point, so they can read English. So they were like, they call me Apu, so it's like sister, like, Apu, why did you buy me this? It's made in Bangladesh. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Everything is made in Bangladesh. Yep. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, yep. you know? So yeah, so I think it's from Canada. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think during this pandemic, it's just, there's been a lot of awareness about social issues. Yeah. And I think every individual has become just more aware about the world and that's a good thing right because at the end of the day what really people in power who might abuse the power right let it be uh like dictatorships or whatever right at the end of the day what they really fear is when they're uh, when they're people or their consumers for companies when their companies they are aware and vigilant and informed and informed about everything right so having a being individually just being an aware and fully informed consumer that can make an impact eventually and add up to how these corporations these companies yeah Yeah, governments how governments behave Mm -hmm. yeah i agree so yeah i think like i mean when you think about society as a whole and social issues right and then i guess to bring it down to on a personal level um I think another another thing that's really like with post COVID that's really like shown me is like a big stark contrast with I think from the thinking about like um, uh, the disparity between say Canada and Bangladesh. Yeah. And I saw this. I think it's. I think we see this from the lens of family, and when I think about it, for example my family, my parents, and some of ours as well, our parents, our families, all back in Bangladesh, in Tata, yeah. where COVID is spreading like wildfire. Yeah. I think it's better to assume you have COVID than you yeah, don't. Yeah, you always say that. It's true. It's yeah. true. And, and, and it's because it's so densely populated. It's so difficult to practice social distancing. It's... It, there is no, as, as Zara mentioned before, there is no government support enough that people who are out of jobs, especially the lower income people, they have to do any job possible because they'd rather not... because. This here we fear we might die from COVID. There they fear they might die from starvation, starvation yeah. because they know they've seen deaths from starvation. They don't have not seen deaths from COVID, right? Yeah. So it's just hard. It's just a much an entirely different situation. So I think, I mean, hashtag immigrant struggles for us. Yeah. We actually get to see two countries here in Canada, a developed economy, the response. I mean, they have the healthcare infrastructure. And it's like, you know, you re- you, we read before, we knew before the facts that, oh, yes, you know, the healthcare is before. Here is better. Mm-hmm. And the government system infrastructure support is better. But now I think we're playing, we're seeing it play out in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And it really puts things in perspective because... Okay. 
you realize how truly privileged people in the developed countries are, mm-hmm. right? Because individually, we feel that privilege. Like I personally feel like individually, I feel that privilege. But as grateful as I am that things are great in Canada, I can't help but feel extremely stressed and anxious because yeah. my parents, my sibling is in the middle of a pandemic in one of the hotspots of the world. And I've had people in my family, in my family friend circle who've been affected by COVID, have fought with COVID and almost died and come back. I've even lost family to COVID. Yeah, so it's yeah. like having had so many close people around you being affected, it's like, which is why even though I'm blessed to be in Canada, I'm okay, I don't feel okay exactly, mentally. Exactly, yeah, because these are your close people and yeah. they're, they're going through something in, like as a side effect that you're going yeah. through as well, but you can't really do much to yeah. help them, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I completely understand. Like my brother-in-law had COVID nineteen mm-hmm. as well, and they joint most people live in joint families. And yeah. My sister lives with him, so it's constantly worried as well. And it's like if someone like that who lives in a clean, a very like clean house with house help, mm-hmm. constantly cleaning, sanitizing this, you just can't even imagine what other people living in more populated, densely populated um, neighborhoods, slums, whatever, yeah. what they're going through, right? Yeah. It's like there's no really way to control it because the sanitation might not even yeah. be just the education of sanitation yeah. and hygiene is not as say taught as it mm-hmm. is here right so yeah. we're i guess privilege is the word of the day but like we're very but, privileged and even say in bangladesh i think the the peak started around i think june yeah maybe and around that time hearing from people having their family members or say own family members family friends in hospitals it's just the stories you hear because it's like i've heard some stories from some family friends and family members where they were in icu right um their parents were in icu yeah. and they're hearing people die in the middle of the night around them oh my god yeah right and sometimes it's about like in 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 canada it's like you know there's like contact tracing or there's like oh if you're in the icu you'll get all the care but talk about back home it's like the capacity of the icu is probably like 60 beds mm-hmm. but they're dealing with hundreds of people yeah right so it's like at the end of the day, it's it's you see that, and I guess to a lot of our listeners, if you, if you're in one of the developed countries like Canada, U.S., Europe, I think it's really important to really take a step back and notice and realize that COVID might be getting better in your country, but there are billions of people literally out there, not just Bangladesh, yeah. South America, India, Pakistan, this whole these countries together actually make up about more than two billion people. Yeah, three and billion not people. only are they facing COVID problems, but they have other problems on the sides, floods. Yeah. Yeah. Lasts like yeah. in Lebanon. Yeah. Like there, it's not just like they're not just suffering from COVID. They're suffering from so many other problems, including starvation, poverty, yeah. unemployment, and whatnot. So, so I think take so if, if, the countries if, can't handle everything at no, once. No, and I think it's important that if we, if you're privileged to live in a country where the government support is there and the healthcare infrastructure can stand, you know, beat COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Tackle it to some extent. I think it's important that you take note of your privilege. Yeah. And, you know, which, because sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, I find it a bit like frustrating to see uh, a lot of people like flouting social distancing rules. And basically, like, I think in UK, there was a news a couple of days ago where they, with like thermal infrared imaging or whatever, from a helicopter, they saw a house party of like 200 people, oh right? Whereas in UK, I think the limit's like 50 or 60. So they clearly the, the house part, the house owner got fined. And I'm like, see, that's frustrating because I'm like, here you are. here, And I'm not saying you don't have to mm-hmm. maintain your social life. Of course, do it within the rules. Yeah. Because government doesn't either want you, doesn't want you to be isolated either. So you should also be with your, so within your social pods. Yeah. But at the end of the day, recognize that you are able to do this. People are dying at the same time, right? Yeah. Because of lack of access to healthcare, lack of good healthcare. So it's important that 
if you are not able to recognize a privilege in the middle of a pandemic, not just this kind of privilege, like COVID privilege, different kind when it comes to race, your economic economic status or anything, yeah. right? Like gender, when it comes to so many things, right? If you're not able to recognize a privilege in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. I don't know when else you would be. Yeah, that's true. Right? Very true, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Truth. And I don't know what you're doing really to take care of yourself during this time. Like, you know, we've been talking about all these people who are suffering at greater rates than us. And obviously for them, self-care is not even a concern. No. But we are, say, we are trying to kind of get by, keep ourselves yeah. afloat, keep our minds afloat. Like, what are you doing in this, like, times to keep the pandemic fatigue? So, and that's a good word you said, pandemic right. fatigue, right? It's It's like... As we mentioned earlier in the episode, that it's like we you're we're getting tired of like so many like new behavioral changes, mm-hmm. just adjusting to this new reality, and it's mentally exhausting. I think, oh, yeah. and I think it's like at this end of the day, I'm, I'm I mean, self care. I know, like it's like ooh, like candle bubble bath <laughs> and like candle and like nice. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think at the end, it, it's is that even for personally for me, that's just a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, do find that relaxing, but I wouldn't call that self-care but i like for me honestly sometimes it's literally going for a big walk it's just like a nice sunny day outside i'm yeah. just gonna go for like a two-hour walk i'm gonna listen to my music go for a walk and walk like and get ten thousand steps in that two-hour walk basically mm-hmm. so that makes it feel pretty great yeah but uh otherwise it's like that right or it could be like at the end of the day i guess it defines like on someone's instagram or something i think someone was saying oh journal every day that's like self-care i really want to do that but it's just not happening (laughs) (laughs) so i mean you know but i think it's important to do that because sometimes you know like i think there was there was a period in june where in in vancouver it was raining i couldn't go for walks i was so pissed i was like what the hell (laughs) like i need an outlet go on a lot of walks yeah and i'm like i need an outlet here Mm -hmm. right so I, I think it's just important. It can, my version is just to be able to say, it. right now, because it's summer, I can go for walks in the middle of a work day. Yeah. Like at like four o'clock. And I, even my coworkers say, no, this, I told my bosses and stuff that, you know, oh, like I go for a walk because it's important for my own sanity. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. What do you, like, what do you do? I honestly don't know. I don't think I have specific things that I do to keep myself, um, you know, okay from all the COVID stress. But like, I don't really take walks a lot. But I think, um, my theme for this COVID is try to take advantage of as much of the time that I have to myself and improve as much as I can. So like I've been doing things that I should have done as a kid, but I've never learned. Like I've been learning how to ride a bike um, and I can pretty much ride a bike perfectly now, I guess. We just rode a bike yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we just had a bike ride yesterday. <laughs> so like no, no, yeah, like learning how to ride a bike. Um, yeah, like finally getting my driver's license. Woo-hoo! Long time coming. I need to get Buying that. a car. <laughs> and then really working on my diet because I'm also notoriously known to be like a snack monster. So don't so, tie Could we snack together? Yeah, I can eat like I can have bubble tea one second, and I can have a bag of chips, and I can have candy, and I can have nuts, and I can like I used to snack a lot, and I had really poor eating habits. Mm-hmm. So I started doing a keto diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's a bit of a hard diet to do, but I'm it's not, a way to discipline yourself. Yeah, so I use it as a way to discipline myself, yeah. whether yeah. for my food, and then I've done other things to discipline myself with spending, with um, yeah. kind of learning the things that I should have learned a while ago. So I think for me, it's like productivity gives me happiness or, mm-hmm. or improvement gives me sanity. So I'm really trying to use this time, right? My self-care would be to do things that I enjoy, not enjoy, but things that I think are making me feel better about myself because mm-hmm. it's easy to feel low about yourself sometimes. Yeah. But when you have small goals that you can achieve, you're feeling like, okay, like I'm feeling better about myself. Like whatever comes at me, I can, I can tackle it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I do do stuff like face masks and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes just binge watching something when after a long day of work, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I think it's a good thing you mentioned eating habits because I'm thinking about it and I think that's something that's changed for me yeah. because I think um, when the pandemic started in March, I mean, less eating out. So I think back then in the first, I think four or five months, for sure yeah. I did less takeout. So I realized that I was, because um, I always had meat less, very yeah. less. And uh, it, it was very easy to become more like uh, fish and plant-based. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I realized I could look for, okay, for another thing, buying meat would require to get on a bus and take like, a <laughs> 10 minute bus, right? And yeah. I was like, uh, no. Yeah. So I was like, so it was more, it was very organic to mm-hmm. just move into like a diet, which, and it made me feel really good. Does, and yeah. I and I realized with my um with my back injury and not and I'm in recovery right now. I think my diet really affects my back pain. And oh, if I okay. eat Makes well, yeah. if I eat well, I feel like my body's just so happy. Mm-hmm. And when and there are days when I just don't eat well, my body's like you bitch. Literally, <laughs> it's like so. I think, yeah, when I when I gorge down and stuff, body's not happy. Yeah, so it's water too. Yeah, exactly. And I think and I and I think I also got more disciplined with like my um physiotherapy mm-hmm. i remember i couldn't go for three months so i emailed my physio like on email I was like i need exercise and yeah. he organized he organized he arranged exercise and once i did go to him after like four months into the pandemic he was just so happy with my form and i'm like yeah you're bad. i feel like working this is all i can yeah. do at home so yeah, no. i think it's you're right i think it's it's just recognizing what works for you right yeah. and and i don't think that it has to be one set thing every day like like journaling okay would be nice every day yeah, to do I really it would like but to do that. i'm not the best person i'm personally not a great at routines so if you'd ask me to journal every day i'm like oh my god i'm gonna die yeah <laughs> but i think every day to pick something yeah, yeah, yeah that makes you happy right like for me some days okay when it's not a walk i'm literally like okay like i don't know maybe i'll watch a show or maybe mm-hmm. i'll read a book yeah or i don't know just read some paper or some article yeah. or something like that like whatever makes you feel good I mean, people have started, people were baking. Yeah, people have gone viral on the internet. Yeah. They're cooking and they're baking and yeah. all that. So that's actually something I really want to do. I want to go back to reading a lot and I want to go to like journal. Mm-hmm. So when COVID, the lockdown initially started, I was doing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, back then, as I said, like that sense of urgency wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So now as we're slowly going in, back into regular life and stress and or everything is like chop, 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 urgent. I miss the pre- Sometimes I miss the lockdown yeah. days and you could actually focus on yourself a lot, yeah. but that's not real life. Yeah. And no, but is... I think it's like now we still can. Yeah. Because it's like... Now to... you can prioritize better. Yeah. But you can't be so chill like you were during lockdown. I like some people were privileged yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, yeah. Take care of yourself, friends. Yeah. And I think pandemic fatigue is really real. Mm-hmm. Like to the point that that's why I think a lot of people just, you know, flout social distancing rules and you're just don't wear masks. Yeah. Because they're like, just so tired, like, right? It's like you can't even blame them. No. Yeah, I agree. In, it, like, in, in, in an initial level, you can't blame them because it's like, they are tired of being home all day. They are tired of not having their regular life. They're tired of not seeing their family and friends. But, so it's fine to have that urge to do that, to, to break rules, but don't do it because, or like, pull yourself back when you see that you're being like, breaking all the rules because you still have to protect yourself and the people around you. Like, you have yeah. to be not selfish yeah 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 so okay. that's pretty much what's been happening in our lives yeah i think that the whole purpose of this episode today was just sort of like i mean because we do our our podcast i guess in these two seasons have been about like a them versus us i guess in this case it's about pre-covid versus post-covid yeah. times yeah. right and we personally just wanted to walk through some of the i guess themes in our life that change or been affected mm-hmm. personally and professionally and I'm pretty sure that a lot of you can relate to it yeah. in different ways. I mean, for some of you, you guys might be in school, so a whole different reality, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, I think the whole point of the episode is sort of like to, for introspection, 
yeah. you know, look back and see what it was in these few months and what it's going to be for mm-hmm. probably the next year or so, right? Yeah. Till we all get vaccinated. So I think because if we just sort of, it's like, otherwise it's like you're just getting, absorbing information and not processing any of it. I agree. Yeah. Introspection is important. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, what we want to do going forward is we want to go back to our regular release episodes every two weeks or so. We'll try, we'll try. But um, yeah, so we are, things are loosening up here. So we're going to be meeting more often. We're going to try to get out some good episodes about some relevant topics. Yeah. And try to give you guys some more stuff to learn from us. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. hopefully this conversation helps just with processing, like you were saying. But we'll be back with more informative stuff. Yeah. Soon. I'm really excited for fall because that's my favorite (laughs) season. And I just like... I just like change. So, yeah. you know, I think take the opportunity of change coming your way and make the best of it. Yeah. Self-improvement has definitely been my selfish thing that I've been doing during this pandemic, like really trying to put myself first and be improving myself. So I hope some of what we're doing is helping you guys. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, guys. Have a great, have a great rest of the whatever since until we release our next episode, which hopefully will be soon. Yeah. Right. Bye-bye.